0: What's going on? I'm talking right now with George Corpse Grinder Fisher. Uh, he is a vocalist for a band we all know called Cannibal Corpse, and uh, he also has a solo album which is appropriately titled Corpse Grinder coming out. Working with the mighty Jamie Josta from Hatebreed, we all hear about what he did with D. Snyder, and now he's doing it with Corpse Grinder. Man, it's going to be awesome. Coming out uh, February 4th through Perseverance Label Group. Ja- 25th. James. We had to change the date. Oh, my bad. What was it again? The 25th. 25th. Okay. Yeah, we, we had
1: to back. It was, it originally was the fourth, but we had to, we had to back it up. Wikipedia lies, man. We, yeah, well, oh, Wikipedia's had my birthday wrong. Well, it's, it's, it's correct now, but it was wrong for the longest time.
0: All right. Okay, so let's jump in, man. I got one question we ask every artist, and I feel like you might have a good one. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar and show us if you can.
1: Oh yeah. Right here. Right. You won't even be able to see it. It's you, you really won't be able to see it. It's a little like cut right there, (laughs) but you know, just running around my, my, my friend's backyard and they had the, those metal, um, uh, fences for, uh, for, um, for the garden. Mm -hmm. And there was a piece broke off and sticking out and it, it just ripped my arm. I didn't even know it. I was running around, you know, my friend, Jimmy's like, dude, you're, you're bleeding. I'm like, what? And yeah. I never got a, I, you know, I, I was told to, you know, get it um, stitched up get stitched up and just, yeah, you know, I was just too proud. And, and I was probably, I was eight years old, maybe, and just was like, whatever. It's just a cut. Who cares? I have one on my leg. You can't see it down here, but <clears throat> apparently, according to my mother, this it's so long. The, the one on my leg is so long ago that I, mm-hmm. I don't really remember that it happened. But I guess I was jumping on the bed. Was told you know don't jump on the bed that's that's age-old thing yeah and uh and uh, apparently a spring popped out of the the, the mattress oh. and stuck me in a leg that's according to my mother so i don't know you know but uh you know it happens
0: <clears throat> and and uh wow now you have the story to tell um so i guess we'll get back on topic here everyone wants to know about the new record and new cannibal tour and everything so but uh but we just had to get that out there so um, but sure. working with Jasta, man, what was who, okay. First off, how long ago, uh, did you have the idea to do a solo record and, and how do you approach that as a, as opposed to, you know, cannibal? Like, is there a different approach to it?
1: No, I mean, look, I, I, <clears throat> I have been asked this question a lot sure. during the, during all these interviews for this, because people are just like, well, you, you had to come up with this idea. No, I just, I just had, he came to me, Jamie came to me about doing a record. He's like, Hey man, you know, after after I sang on his uh on his second solo record, he, Jamie came to me and was like, Hey, I want to do a record with you. Let's, you know, I'll write I'll write some stuff, whatever sing on it. yeah, okay, cool. Of course. It's Jamie, He's, he rules, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was that. Before that ever happened, of course, I had always thought about doing a, a record. I think anybody thinks about doing a record, you know, by mm-hmm. themselves. Um <clears throat> so, you know, with technology today, you could you don't even have to play guitar and you could you could you know, write your own riffs, and yeah. you don't have to play drums and write your own drum beats. So I always thought about you know if I would, yeah because you know we, who doesn't sing in the shower to their own yep. songs you know yep. so I'd always had it kind of in my mind but when he came to me with it it was like okay this is going to be obviously a different thing it's not anything I'm thinking about musically mm-hmm. um, and yeah he just he was like hey man I would you know we did the record uh, well, I did the song they want your soul and the reaction was so great he's like hey bro I want to do it. I want to do a song I want to do, or I want to do an album. With you. And I was like, sure, let's do it. You know? And that was it. And, you know, uh, th- I mean, this record has been done for, for a little bit, you know, yeah. we've had it done for a while, you know, last year I, I recorded the vocals right after we did violence on imagine. So mm-hmm. um, probably within two months, three months after, you know, we did the-, the last cannibal record, I did the vocals for it and we just, you know, it was like it's like you like you said before. It was supposed to come out in February. We were, we were trying to get it out before Christmas, before that, and just it happened, you know. But yeah, we, we the idea was always my head to do something, but then you know it just never came to fruition. And he brought it up to me, and they were and him and Charlie, you know, Nick recorded the, the record, and, you know, Belmore, you know, the Belmore Brothers. They they recorded, and you know, I got a hold of routine Hey, it's, you know, I got this record that we're gonna. Yeah that I I want to do. And he was fortunately open to be able to do it.
0: Um, yeah. <clears throat> cool, man. Well, you know, speaking of Rutan there, uh, y- you know, obviously on the, the newest cannibal records, Van- violence, unimagined incredible record, by the way. Um, thank you. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward. You guys are going to be coming through showbox market March 7th. Had to get that in there. So get your tickets. Um, but, uh, so working with Eric Rutan, you had done that in the past, obviously with recording the re- of the band, Producing the band and whatnot. What was it like instead to have him as a full time member? Because I just thought, man, it must be so cool to have him like continue, like contributing to writing riffs. And yeah. he's such a mastermind with that. Just like brutal metal.
1: It was just, it was just <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the transition super easy. I mean, oh, we've yeah. done. I mean, I've done. So with this with this corpse grinder record and the two pairs of possession records I did, I've done like. Eight records with with Eric, you know. He's recording, yeah, yeah. And and know a lot of the the, um, the guest spots I've done over the years. I've done, you know, um, a lot of the Metalocalypse stuff I did. I yeah. you know did. It, I did it at his studio. So for me, that you know, just him being in the band, it, we we he'd already done. Let's let me think about this. They did the Decibel. He did the Slayer tour. We did Europe, and then the last tour that we've done, you know, before the pandemic. So he'd already done four tours with us, you know, before you know he officially was, you know, announced as being in the band. I it was like it wasn't even there was no kind of transition or anything. It was just yeah. like, okay, Eric's in the band. I mean, he's our brother, you know, he's he's recorded with us for years. He's been he's basically been a sixth member of the band for, you know, the last you know 20 years anyway, you know, mm-hmm. you know, 10, uh, 15, 20 years. So, you know, recording the records he's you know done, starting with the, the kill album. So i'd love to have a cool story about how the how it all came about and it was just like we should have eric in the band you know he did the tours we obviously knew we could get along with him we knew him anyway and that was that we just we just were like okay we you know eric of course there was the waiting not the waiting period because it was fairly quick but we did have to offer him the the gig if you will Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe he could, he could have, he could have been like, Hey, I'm just too busy with the studio, blah, 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 hate eternal, But you know, but yeah. you know, of course he didn't. He just, it all made sense. Everyone just felt like it was just the, the easiest decision. And I think for him, you know, I hope it was an easy decision. And you know, now he's, he's in the band and it's crazy. We've played one show. We played the psycho Las Vegas show. Yeah. That was his like debut as a member of the band, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, any rules. I mean, come on. I mean, first off, for me, recording vocals with him is the easiest thing in the world because he's, he's a great vocalist in his own right. And yeah. I know that nothing gets past him. And I know nothing's going to get past me. I'm going to be very on top of things. And it's just such a, it's just so great to have somebody to work, you know, that you work with like that. <clears throat> That's just, it's easy, you know, it's easy to get along with. And you know is gonna just put everything he ha- he puts everything he has into everything he does. He's the best. I mean, I I'm I'm so proud that he's in a band. Um <laughs> I think everyone likes the, the the songs that that uh that that he wrote, you know, yeah. for, for Cannibal Corpse. And I mean, you know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be on to tour soon. And I, I like I mean, just look at what what you know, I don't really pay attention all the time to what everybody's doing on stage, but when you look to the left and he's just he's savage, man. He' going crazy, you know, and it's, it's great. It's, it's refreshing.
0: Awesome, man. I look forward to it. Uh, now I have to ask you about something. So, you know, everyone sees quartz grinder and they're like, man, this guy probably only listens to brutal death metal. He's the most brutal guy, but I have to admit the first time I ever met you was at El Zone, and you were, uh, in front sta- of the stage singing along to a punk band called off with their heads. Uh, Oh my god. Okay. You have an uh, so so I met you at this is, yes. is, I mean they're kind of like a <clears throat> like kind of a dirty punk band, kind of pop punk mixed with punk. I don't know. Hey, you oh. check him out. Really good band. Yes. Um uh so I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Oh crap. He and he's singing along. He has he knows every word." Uh "Tell me wh- what's the story about your love with Arthur their heads, man?" And and what are a few hmm. other bands that people might be surprised you
1: like? I mean, look, I I grew up listening to like, you know, hardcore punk, you know, death metal, heavy metal, black metal, all the all the different genres in in basically extreme music I grew up listening to. Um, So I don't know. Basically, like I had Pandora and I was just, you know, playing World of Warcraft. And wanted background music, so I would have I had Pandora kicking, and I I would just type in you know band names, and then they would give you the playlist. They would create a playlist like like YouTube Music does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And I I was listening. I would I typed in a Cancer Slug. You know, my friend uh, Alex Story, who sings with Doyle, um, but he has a band called Cancer Slug. If you don't know, go check them out. And I was listening to to them, and one of the suggestions and one of the, the songs that came up was was off with their heads. I can't remember the exact song, but, and I was like, wow, who does this? Is? And that was it. As soon as I heard that song, uh, I went and bought, you know, I, I, I'm I'm trying to think. This might have been before. Uh, I'm trying to think of what record it was, because I bought all the records. As soon as I heard the song, I can't remember even what song it is. It tells you how stupid I am. But I, I bought all the records, and now, you know, I, I listen to them. Brian is a friend of mine. I you know i uh you know I, I went and saw them here in tampa and when i saw them at that show see i had saw them one time before with uh um um god damn it Man, this is the worst part about menzingers maybe uh no i saw them with um religion oh okay in in orlando but basically okay. my friend and i we got there like a little late, but I think something had happened and, and they one of their guitar players wasn't there and they just, they played like about five songs or maybe not even. And they, they were off stage. Like we got there, got a beer sitting there. Yeah. They were done. Oh. What? I was so hurt, you know? And, um, that, that was, that was you know, we watched Bay Religion. We went home and I was, you know, I was bummed out, but then I was happening. I was going to happen to be in Seattle. Um, I was going to see a friend of mine in Canada. Uh, in vancouver and he was going to come down to to seattle meet me and then i was going to go back to him and you know we we're going to hang out yeah. for you know a couple of weeks or whatever but i i just happened to for whatever reason see that they were playing el corazon and i was like all right look i'm coming this day because these guys are playing and i i went there and i remember too meeting a bunch of people and i do remember and i if whoever if you're listening i just remember someone coming up to me talk to me and i was like no wait till they're done i've been waiting for so long to see this band they mean let me tell you i i've talked to ryan about this before i i went through a tough period of time just touring and whatever and i brought it all a lot of myself but they have a lot of lyrics that i think most people would you know it's just about life experiences and i think most people would assume that uh you know are, are negative or whatever you know but i don't look at it like that it helped me I identified with some of the things that he was talking about, yeah. and I felt it, and that's probably what drew me to the band. And uh, you know, I told him like that uh, that night I met him, and they they do a, a if they have a good show, they do a celebratory shot, yeah. and they let me be a part of that because awesome. their drum their drummer he he didn't drink, so he's like, no, you 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 can take my shot. You know, I don't drink, so I don't do it and i was like yeah man and it was great i mean it was actually jeff loomis came to that show too as well Mm -hmm. he was he was there i was hanging out with with jeff you know great guy um but uh i was part of that i just told him listen you know and then they played in tampa me and my, my wife went and i did his i did the ryan's uh this podcast you know and he was just i just was it was it's it's a different thing than just like you know listening to just a bunch of death metal, which of course is great. You know, it's been my, my, my life, but it's a band that just, I don't know. It got me through a lot of stuff. It got me through some tours that I didn't know. I mean, I knew I would have made it, but I just, I, it just it made it easier. I mean, I, I would listen to them and I, I don't I, I can't explain like I don't think anyone can really explain you can explain what riffs you like or whatever or the singer of a band or something like that. Yeah. But in general, I don't know. I just I heard them, like I said, I was listening to Cancer Slug and they played on Pandora. And then next thing you know, I I I'm actually friends with this, you know, yeah. with with the band. And it's unreal. Like 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 I said, it got me through a real tough period in my life. And I still listen to them to this day. I mean, look, I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a shirt. Ryan, yeah. of course, said, Ryan sent me the shirt, you know, and you know, I I can't thank him enough uh, just for, you know, for all the music he does and, and whatnot. Um, I would urge anyone to go listen to off of their heads. If, if, if you're into like, you know, if you're into like a punk rock, then go check them out. I mean, I, I, I think you will, you'll be, you'll be happy with it. I mean, he's the lyrics definitely are about a lot of tough ish. i mean they're they're definitely not the most like i wouldn't say they're negative but they're they're like you know they're real <clears throat> they're real yeah like a lot of things that he had to go through and I, I think people can identify with that because i mean we've all had some hard times in our lives and yeah. i'm telling you i had some and i had them on tour and you know listening to them just kind of pick me up even though they were singing about the things that I thought I was dealing with or that I know, know I was dealing with. Still, oh man. That's I could awesome. just Yeah. They're 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 an awesome band I man. That El corzo show it's crazy too because the 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 girl who works the uh the um the coat check-in area and just, I think she you know you know how it's separated El and where the yeah. bar and then there's the the non drinking area. Yeah it's my the, friend Taylor the, 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 was working there. Yeah. Yeah, the girl who works there, she had the uh disfigured shirt for cannibal corpse. So I was awesome. like,
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's cool. Awesome, man. Good memories. Okay, so I've heard you on podcasts. Uh, and, and I wanted to ask this because um a friend of mine, uh Ron Ron uh Gardipi, he sang for a, a straight edge hardcore band from Seattle called Brotherhood. And in the past, <coughs> I saw you know a cannibal corpse, brotherhood, uh an accused tour. Obviously, that was you know long, long time ago, but you grew up um listening to hardcore and whatnot. Uh what what are uh what are a few of your essential hardcore records? Cause I yeah. I, well,
1: yeah. When we were younger, we listened to everything. Like anything that was like fast and aggressive. But when it comes to the hardcore side of things, <laughs> I mean agnostic Front, of course, you know, Chrome mags of course, and later on biohazard, of course. Mm-hmm uh um i love the band uh war zone i love them i love uh Youth of today oh i love you today i never got to see you know I, I saw some a lot of these bands but you know some of them i never and um, unfortunately never got to. i remember Warzone, who i love and me and scott uh, uh vogel from uh terror
0: yeah
1: uh we always you know every once in a while he'll be messaging me he's like bro war zone you know like yeah you know we yeah. love Warzone. um they were supposed to play in Baltimore. It's where I'm from, Baltimore, Maryland. They were supposed to play, like, I don't know how many times. And Every time. Oh, every time something happened and they canceled. I remember went and saw the crow mags oh, a few years, you know, like, after the, the first time that Warzone had canceled. And Rabies was there. He was nice. doing, like, security for him, okay. So they didn't play. But I, you know, I, you know, got to just at least say hi and whatever, and that was great. You know, rest in peace, rabies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look, I, I love the, the fire and the passion. Like, I'm not a straight edge um, person. I'm, I'm not, yeah. but you know, I drink and whatever. But <clears throat> but I just love just the passion that they have for what they're doing. You know, um, <clears throat> and I, I just, I'm like, man, <clears throat> you know, uh, like youth to today, um, you know. Earl Biscuits, all those bands, just amazing. I mean, I just, I, I, I really love just the, the passion, the fire, you know? I mean, it's a different, it's a totally different, it's a left field to, to yeah, what, yeah, you know, we definitely. do in, saying Cannibal Corpse or, 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 any, you know, metal, other metal stuff I listen to, it's totally left field, but it has that fire that I think that, that, you know, all the good bands have, you know, like, I mean, they're, they really, I think they believe what you know i mean they are so into what they're saying and i i I get it you know it's like i i you know i can tell you right now i still have a start today on purple vinyl from like you know yeah yeah from like years ago not it's not a reissue it's the original
0: you can see right here it says start and the other one says today so i gotta awesome yeah yeah. hell yeah i mean
1: i'm 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 all for it you know I mean, uh, uh, Agnostic Front have that song uh, "Strength," and it's you know, uh, the, on the live record that they did, it, it says this goes out to all the straight edge kids, you know, yeah. strength to the mind. You know, I, I I I'm I'm all for it. I mean, if that's if that's what somebody's uh, life is for them. Good for them, you know. You know, you know, do do what you what you feel is best for you. Um, <clears throat> And I just I love the passion that they have, you know, in in the music. I mean, I love the music. I love the vocals, like like you know, it's great, you know. It's yeah. Uh, they're, 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 yeah, I mean, I, they're, they're just, there's times when that's just, uh, you know, there's times I want to listen to off their heads. I'm just down in the dumps and that's what I listen to. And there's times, you know, you need a, you need, you know, just a different, you know, vocal or, 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 or lyrical mentality. I mean, sometimes morbid angel is not a bad idea, you know, yeah, sometimes exactly. decide yeah. you need to be evil. Let's go, you know.
0: All right, so so you know, you're wearing the off with their head shirt. I'm wearing a take offense shirt, obviously metal shirts and, and things as part of, you know, our 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 whole world, right? And and you know, you I see you rocking like I seen you rocking like uh Christian shirts on stage a lot. Um but thinking back to when you were a kid, what was your first band T shirt you ever got?
1: Oh man, I don't even know. <clears throat> I couldn't remember that. <clears throat> Jeez. I, I don't know. I mean it, it, it was probably like an Aussie shirt or something. Okay. Maybe, maybe Iron Maiden shirt. You know, it might, it might even been a Led Zeppelin shirt, which I'm I'm not really like the biggest Led Zeppelin fan. Like, but there were times when, you know, and I think this is for all parents who don't understand the music their kids are listening to. You buy a shirt that you think your kids like, and they're just going to wear it because like, okay, my mom bought me this, but I had the Led Zeppelin shirt with the the angel on it or whatever. I I do remember I had that. And I, I think my grandmother bought it and, you know, I I was not really, you know, I was into you know, Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and Jewish yeah. Priest, you know, and, but, you know, sometimes the, your parents, grandparents, they don't understand what you listen to and they buy you some stuff that, uh, you know, but you wear it just to, you know, Absolutely. for them and uh, probably Led Zeppelin, maybe, I don't know, if, if not the first that I might've bought myself or that I was really proud of would probably be a, a Black Sabbath or an Ozzy shirt, you know, more than, more than likely.
0: Right on, man. Well, here comes to. Well, well, here comes to. We're coming to the section where I I tweeted out that I was going to be interviewing you and a couple questions, if you don't mind, from the listeners. Well, sure. So, uh, Seth wanted to know: Do you have any pre-show rituals, and do you take a long time to stretch your neck out? Oh,
1: <laughs> um, n- nothing really. I mean, like basically, when we walk on stage and the guys are feeding back. I'll go to the, one of the cabinets, you know, you know, right next to the drums and I'll mm-hmm. take a drink of water. I'll do a couple of growls, you know, a couple of, and, I, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm good. That's it. Before, before the show, there's really nothing. I used to like do like leg stretches or whatever. And I just yeah. started realizing why am I stretching my legs when my neck is doing all the work? Mm-hmm. What's the point? I'm just standing on the monitor. And I don't need to stretch for that. So I stopped doing any of that. Um, I don't have any real vocal exercises. Like I said, I we get on stage. I do a couple of growls. Says to myself, "All right, I'm ready. I'm good to go."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I drink water on stage every yeah. once in a while. If my voice doesn't feel like it's where it at, where it should be at, I'll drink some Coca Cola. You know, the, the syrup just helps. It, it does. Yeah. It's, it's magic. It is magic, man. I'm just telling you. Um, I wouldn't say do it all the time. It's like one of the worst drinks you could ever have. You know what I mean? Like, but on stage, it's it, it, it just. Everyone's, I dude. At one point, I got so dependent on it. I was drinking three cans of soda a show, Whoa. and that's just not good. Yeah. I mean, some people, too. some people think, hyped. well, yes, exactly. But some people, yeah, they, I think some people think that I was doing it because of the the sugar in it and and the 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 the, the, the caffeine, the, the jolt, and it was not about the caffeine at all. The syrup is magic coating for the throat. I'm just saying, if your voice is like for a lot of death note singers, if you don't have the catch where you're going. And it's not doing that. It's going like, uh, you know, you can't get over the hump. It helps. The the Coca Cola helps. I had a bad show in Portland, and and that's where it started. And so, yeah, you drink some soda sometimes, but mostly just water. And yeah, like I said, I do a couple growls, and and then I know I'm ready to go. I don't really, I I I can't imagine if I was sitting in the backstage just growling for half an hour. The guys would be like, "Dude, shut up, man! You know, come on, we're trying to we're trying to warm up here, bro. You know, (laughs) They'd they'd be pissed."
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Okay, so so uh Lori wants to know, and 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 and
0: just for uh anyone watching that's gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Corpse Grinder has shared many times on social media and whatnot that he is 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 a killer at the claw machine. So Lori wants to know, what's your method for being such a badass on the claw machine? What's your method for winning? And and or is this like a trade secret that you can't share?
1: Oh no no of course I I (laughs) want everybody to win you know it's the best part. (laughs) Um, I will say, I was just at Walmart about three days ago and I failed miserably. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't win the damn thing. I thought I, I was like, oh man, they just restocked it. I'm gonna tear this thing up. Nope. I was all ready to make my post. Look at all these things I wanted. I didn't want a damn thing. Um I, I, I don't know. Like I just I've noticed over the years, like some places uh set the the teeth or the claw itself, they set it really loose. Um some claw machines go down. You can you can just you can send them down so far and then move it around until you finally depress it all the way and it, you know. Um and so i just i just look for like most claw machines stuffed animals you know it's like i say a bear it two arms two legs it's got say, i try to sometimes get the claw under the arms so that even if it it's gonna fall it kind of catches on certain body parts and then you know and then there's some claw machines where you can like there's there's one the one at walmart like you can take you can depress the claw down so far and then you can move it and sometimes you don't even have to like depress it all the way and let it set itself and, you know, pick down an- and you can pull the animal across into the pole. I mean, mm. sometimes that, that is uh, an option. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. I-, I would say this, you have to spend some money. Sometimes you're just going to have to put some money into it. And you start realizing, like for me right away, I know if the claw is set a certain way, then I'm like, you know, we're not going to win nothing off of this thing. It's just, it's, it's going to, you know, it's just going to be this way and I just won't play. If I feel that the claw machine, okay, we can we can win this thing. We can get this at least. I mean there's been a couple of times where I you know, it was a, I remember look, <clears throat> excuse me, 2014 Mayhem Fest. Uh we were on tour with, you know, it was the whole the Mayhem Festival and Suicide Silence. They're my brothers, um, they were they were with me and we went into uh Walmart. We you know all the buses stopped at Walmart so we could just stock up on some stuff. <clears throat> they had that little arcade area. I love those. Like a lot of times it's just one or two, like call machines, but this place had like a bunch. And I remember there was a bride of Chucky uh figure in the back. And our guitar tech uh Brian um was like, I'm gonna win this grinder, I'm gonna get this thing. And there was an eagle in front of it, and he just couldn't get it. He's like, oh, this thing, I'm done. I'm going to bed. So he goes back in the bus and I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna win it. Watch. He's like, you're never gonna, he's like, even you won't win this, gr- dude. No way. <laughs> And so the guys in suicide, some of the guys in suicide house were hanging around. I was like, listen, I got two rules when you, when I'm playing the claw machine, if I pick something up, do not say you got it because it will drop guaranteed. The gods of claw machines will put it right up your ass. I mean, they will just, they will take, they will take your pleasure. One time in Texas, I had this, my mother loves Dale Earnhardt senior. She's a big NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. And there was this car in this claw machine that we, in this club we played in, in, uh, somewhere in Texas, I picked it up and I was like, Ooh. And somebody goes, dude, Corpse Grinder, you got it. I was like, no. I just told all the kids that were watching me, I just told them, don't say a word. If it drops into the hole and it's in my hand, then you can say, Yeah, I got it. Cause otherwise you don't ever have it. Yeah. And I mean, I I kind of give them a hard time. I was like, yo, I just to tell you. What did I I was giving them the business. And then I felt bad about it. I was like, look, I'm not trying to be rude to you. I told you. It's just uh, you know, and you know, I, it's happened. My, my wife Stacy's probably done it and I'm like she doesn't do it now she knows but but maybe you know years before and I was just yeah. like just look I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean but I told you you can't so anyway um, the, the bride and Chucky doll like there was an eagle in away the and then I saw all those guys were there and I was like okay I'm, I'm going to just tell you what I'm going to do I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to draw this map and I'm going to show you the, the course I'm going to take this eagle is in the way. You're never going to get that because she's against the wall in the back of the claw machine. So you're never going to get it, number one. And number two, the eagle's in the way, like I just said. So I said, I'm going to move the eagle. Now, maybe I'll get it because the way it's sitting, I could probably win the eagle. It's an eagle or a pit bull. It had a, I think it had a Harley Davidson shirt. It was one of those. Anyway, um, and I, just, I explained it. So what happened? I moved it, but I won the I won the pit bull or the eagle or whatever it was okay. first. And then, then they're like, okay, but look, she's against the wall. You can't win that. I was like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen. See the leg right there? I'm going to use the end of this claw machine to touch the leg and pull it. And then she's going to pull away from the wall. And then she's going to be totally, you know, right there. And she, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to claw machines because I, I guess I'm bad for claw machines. You know, you'd look at how at the business, they don't business. want you winning all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I moved her, her. Her whole body was like against the claw machine like this, and then it fell flat. And then I won it. And then I went in the bus, and I'm our base, our, 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 our guitar tech, Babyface Brian. He was in the bunk, and I was like, "Hey, you awake?" And he's like, "Yeah, what's up?" I was like, "Here, I told you I'd win this. Don't you ever tell. Don't ever doubt me." Yes. And he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, grinder hell yeah." You know. So I mean, you got to spend some money, man. You you. Mm-hmm you got to spend money. you got to sometimes... Sometimes the first try is you don't give up. You go, oh, you look at it and go, okay, this thing is in an awkward position, but if I move it over this way, if I somehow can... Because sometimes you can just touch the arm and then you pull it over and then it moves and then you're in, you know? It just, it depends. There's a lot of... There are... There are um, ways to, to go about it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you're successful and then sometimes... You're not, and I can tell you, I've, I've, they, they are definitely a money sick, You know, claw machines. I've spent, I've spent some money and never got a damn thing. I walked away just disappointed, mad, frustrated, wanting to put my fist through the glass and just take the damn claw machine myself, take the damn toy out of the claw machine myself, which I would never do. But uh, I will tell you one more thing about claw machines. Years yeah. ago, years ago, I mean, before I really became, you know, infatuated with claw machines um you know we're on tour at cannibal corpse and we're you know a lot of, uh, of of flying J um truck stops they have denny's mm-hmm. as part of the uh, part of the truck stop and denny's always has the claw machines yep. and one year we were there and they had a claw machine that just had t-shirts you know sort of wrapped up mm-hmm. with uh with uh you know rubber bands or whatever and i remember we went in the bus and we got a, a cannibal shirt we wrapped it up and i i got my hand up there and i shot it into the claw machine now yeah. like that's i'm awesome went in, yeah so somewhere i don't know where it was at idaho or somewhere i don't know and we put a cannibal shirt in there that's amazing someone yeah.
0: probably got it and and i'm like Hunter. what the hell is this
1: yeah and threw it and threw it away
0: no no they probably were like what the hell is that and then their parents were like do not wear that
1: well maybe yeah maybe well it, it was it was I, I believe it was a logo shirt so okay. and just <laughs> it had, i think it had tour dates on the back so nice you know, and, and and you know you're talking like probably 1999 or something 2000 before the internet became what it is so they probably weren't going and looking it up but maybe who knows maybe somebody just was like i'll play call machine i'll win this shirt whatever it is it's got the red lettering whatever and went wow and then looked this up and who knows maybe we made somebody a metalhead you never know
0: and hey just just like you take it from the gods you give back to the to the to the claw machine gods.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, man. I, I was like, man, somebody could win our shirt. And uh, the only thing I regret about it is that we couldn't see it, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: We yeah. We, we, were, we weren't going to be there to witness it, you know. And, and then I thought to myself, well, I could have probably just went and won it back myself. <laughs> but that defeats the purpose. You want exactly. somebody else to win. It. Exactly,
0: dude. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's been awesome to chat with you about. Uh, scars to Off with Their Heads to Claw Machines to the new Cannibal Corpse, the new uh, solo record again, the 25th, right? February 25th? Yes, February 25th. February 25th. It's called Corpse Grinder. Uh, you guys are going to be coming out uh, to Seattle March 7th at Showbox Market. Any final words for the uh, listeners today?
1: Um, just thank everybody for the support of Cannibal, of me, of just metal in general. And uh, yes. hope to see everybody hope to see everybody raging on tour and you know hopefully this whole thing pandemic thing is done and we can just get back to being you know playing metal
0: dude wouldn't that be nice this is actually like the first interview in like 2 years where i didn't specifically ask about coronavirus
1: <laughs> sure i get it i mean look it, i mean it's 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 hopefully going away um or at least making yeah. it normal normal enough to we can all just get back to you know going to shows and seeing everybody and whatnot so
0: It felt nice to just talk about normal stuff again. Yeah, and I ruined
1: it. I blew it No,
0: no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much, George. Have a good one. Thanks. Take care. You too, man. Bye. Later.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.